You're listening to And welcome back to Books and Boba, a book club and podcast featuring books by Asian and Asian American authors. My name is Marvin Yue. And I'm Ri Rayu. And we are here on our 175th episode uh, to go over the latest Asian American book and publishing news for April 2022. Rira, happy 175th episode. You know, like, I don't keep count. So that's a surprise to me. <laughs> you know, I just like kind of peeked at the number and thought, hmm, 175 sounds like a milestone. So I should probably call it out just to let people know how like, long we've been doing this. I feel like 200 is more of a milestone, but that's just me moving the goalpost. <laughs> well, 200 is coming up like this year. So yeah, uh, that's true. Um, but yeah, speaking of milestones, you went to your first in-person book event in a while. Yeah. um, So I went to this Korean YA author panel uh, in Little Tokyo, and Sarah Suk was one of the um, one of the guests there, along with David Yoon and uh, Mary H.K. Choi. And Jessica Kim, the author of Stand Up Yumi Chung, was there in the audience. So it was my first time meeting Sarah and Jessica. And it was so great to just hear, uh, like, writing advice and just thoughts on Korean-American, Korean diaspora identity from the other authors. And I just caught up with Sarah and uh, Jessica like afterwards. I showed them around Little Tokyo, took them to the uh, local bookshop there. It was fun. Yeah. And it was also Sarah's first in-person event. So <laughs> like, I'm so glad that I was like a part of the audience for it. I was looking at your Instagram stories and I was kind of feeling a little formal, but you know, I had a pretty busy day too. I went to Costco and uh, my parents are in town. So I kind of just drove them around the different supermarkets that they wanted to shop at. Pretty yeah, productive yeah. if I do say so myself. I, it was interesting because Sarah and I were both at the uh, BTS concert in Vegas last weekend. And, uh, you know, I said like, oh, if I see you, like, that would be great. But we didn't see each other in Vegas because it is a massive concert. It was like 50,000 people. So, of course, we we're not going to like run into each other. But uh, when I found out that she was going to be in little Tokyo, I was like, oh, my God, like she's from Canada. When am I ever going to see her? <laughs> so... Uh, it was it was very exciting. Were you also excited about the Coachella news over the weekend? Oh yeah, twenty one. I was my blackjack heart. I've been a twenty one fan since like before their debut. Like since <laughs> uh, like CL was a guest on like Golden Disc Awards with YG Family, and I don't know. Like I teared up. It's like oh, like <laughs> I don't care about Coachella, but the fact that like it gave them the opportunity, the stage to perform as four again. It's just. Oh, my blackjack heart. <laughs> well, excited that your K-pop uh, fandom life has been very fulfilling these last few weeks. Um, but we are here today to talk about the latest Asian American book and publishing news. So as always, Rira has compiled a massive list of the latest publishing announcements sourced from Publishers Weekly and Twitter, um, among other sources. And yeah, we're going to go review what's coming up in the next few years. So um, Rira, what's our first book deal? 
Okay, so our first book deal is Atria Books and Simon and Schuster Canada preempted world rights to Mai Yuan's debut novel Sunshine Nails. The book follows a Vietnamese family living in a gentrifying Toronto neighborhood who see their no frills nail salon threatened by the arrival of a new Starbucks of nails salon. As they devise a series of ill-conceived plans, they risk losing not only their business but also the family ties keeping them together. Publication is slated for summer 2023. You know, gentrification is like a real life issue that affects many immigrant enclaves and businesses. And it's kind of been interesting to see how like the um, saving the family business from gentrification has become like the new quote unquote saving the community center. I I think this is something a lot of like Asian Americans or Asian diaspora can relate to because we are kind of seeing the businesses that our parents built being taken over by like developers. I like the fact that this takes place in Toronto because I feel like we don't read enough books that's set <laughs> in uh, Asian diaspora uh, Canada. So I'm pretty excited to read this book. Also, Starbucks of Nails Salon. What a great apt description. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's evocative of that gentrifying force that's bringing in like the clean, sleek version of like your mom and pop store to come and take over. Um, And it's something that we all can, like Starbucks for better or worse, probably worse has become a global representation of this like gentrification. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's, it's shorthand, but it it makes sense. Okay. Uh, Next up, Tundra books bought three picture books at auction by debut author, illustrator X Fong. The first book under contract, Dim Sum Palace, is set for fall 2023 and explores a small girl's excitement about a dim sum meal, which spills over into her dreams. Same. I get that. Um, The second book, Broken, is slated for fall 2024 and follows a child who breaks her grandmother's teacup and discovers the beauty of broken things. Also relatable. Also same. (laughs) Um, And the third book, We Are Definitely Human, is scheduled for summer 2025 following three strangers to a small town who are definitely human, despite all evidence to the contrary. Um, Rira, which of these books are you most excited about? Um, Probably Dim Sum Palace, because I love dim sum. And the the experience of dreaming about food is very relatable. Um, (laughs) I feel like when I do actually dream about stuff, I do dream about food. Yeah. Maybe it's because I go to bed hungry. I don't know. Mm, that's true. I'm always hungry and always want dim sum. So the first book is very, very relatable, I think. <laughs> All right. Next up, Fable and Friends acquire debut author Anne Zhao's Dear Wendy, a contemporary YA novel in which two first-year college students with anonymous relationship advice accounts on Instagram feud over who gives the best tips only to meet in real life and discover they both identify as aromantic and asexual, a rarity even at their diverse liberal arts college. Publication is planned for winter 2024. Yo, this sounds like my jam. I yeah, love it. You really like, got me in that first half and then it turned into yeah, something different. <laughs> I, like, I, I love this idea that there's a, a relationship advice account on Instagram and then it's like, surprise! We're just making things up. and I mean, nothing says social media better than people with no practical experience giving advice confidently, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I love the fact that the characters are aromantic and asexual. Uh, definitely 
a representation I don't see very often. Yeah, congrats to Anzal for the book deal. Um, next up, Hogarth Press bought North American rights to a currently untitled novel by Booker finalist Anuk Arupragasham. The book follows an intense friendship between two young people who fled war in Sri Lanka as children and meet for the first time as adults in New York. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of details about the type of friendship. Um, so I wonder if it's going to be more like a romance or like a drama. You know, For there's me, always... because um, Booker finalists, I'm guessing that it's literary fiction. And I'm guessing that it's about how trauma shapes you. And just like seeing how someone who went through the same experience as you turns out differently from you. I don't know. That's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. So you're leaning more towards drama then. Yeah, more more drama. Mm, well. That's my guess, but it's <laughs> it, we we can't tell from just the book deal. Yeah, I guess um, we'll we'll stand by for more details. All right. Next up, Quill Tree bought world English rights to the YA rom com "If You're Not the One" and an untitled YA novel by Farah Nasrishi, who's the author of "It All Comes Back to You." The book follows Anissa, an overachiever with the perfect life and perfect soon-to-be fiancé, until a string of bad news forces her to enlist the irksome classmate who sees through her facade as her love coach. Publication is slated for summer 2023. Oh, it sounds like uh, another genre another that's rising. Another love coach thing. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like another rising genre of like recovering overachiever uh, meets, um, I guess, Cyrano love story. Yeah, it also reminds me of like 90s rom-coms where you have characters uh, coaching each other on how to uh, get your dream guy or dream girl. So it sounds like a mix of things that I like. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Okay, next up in a six-figure two-book deal, William Morrow bought North American rights to Roshani Chakshi's adult debut novel, The Last Tale of the Flower Bride. The book is a fairy tale laden gothic novel about a marriage that slowly unravels as a husband picks at the threads of a dangerous secret his wife is keeping. Publication is planned for winter 2023. That sounds like Ooh, drama. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Uh, and I feel like gothic novels about marriages, there's always like some type of murder involved, which, you know, <laughs> I'm always into. Love the murder. Rira Yu. Yeah, I love the murder. Murder literature lover. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. All right. Next up, Greystone Kids Aldana Libros bought The Shade Tree by Susie Lee, winner of the 2022 Hans Christian Andersen Award for Illustration. In the picture book, a young man outwits a rich man to get shade from a tree that he and his fellow villagers can enjoy. Publication is scheduled for spring 2023. Yes, I'm all about eat the rich. Let's I get it. I love to teach kids to fight the power. Teach our kids that rich people fight don't deserve power. everything just because they have money. Um, teach them about sharing wealth and, I guess, stealth socialism. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about the message that this book um, will give to, to our next generation. Okay, next up, uh, First Second acquired a YA graphic novel series based on the Clash gaming franchise from Supercell. The series title was called The Books of Clash, Legendary Legends, Legendarious Achievery, and will be written by Jing Wen Yang. The first of eight books will begin releasing in spring 2023. Okay. <laughs> um, have you I heard mean, of Clash or are we too old? Clash, it's, it's a mobile game 
congrats to Jin Luo Yang uh-huh. for landing this gig. But <laughs> it's such such a tonal whiplash from our last book deal where we're fighting against the power to like, is this supporting capitalism? Are we encouraging kids? Is this just a backdoor to get kids into playing mobile games and like spending That's money? <laughs> um, so yeah, like as a player of gotcha games myself i can't really say much but i'm also an adult with uh, disposable income so i don't know um again congrats to jean Luen yang um and i guess for parents you know introduce your kids to the world of clash at your own risk i guess <laughs> make sure your kids don't have access to your credit cards <laughs> all right next up Tree acquired the cookie crumbles by tracy badua and alicia dow a middle grade mystery pitched as knives out meets the great british baking show Oh my god, this sounds amazing. Uh, The book follows two best friends who must uncover the culprit in a baking competition gone awry. Publication is planned for summer 2024. Yes, uh, Knives Out, Great British Baking Show, Murder, uh, Baking, yes. I'm intrigued by the Knives Out equivalency because, like, will class and privilege play a part of this story? Because that's kind of like the core of the Knives Out mystery, right? So is this going to be another eat the rich type of story? I mean, it it sounds like it's more like, oh, who did it? And uh, lots of, I guess, like changing perspectives. That's, That's what I'm getting just from reading the premise. But I just love the idea that it is like a baking competition that just like went to hell and the title of the book is called the cookie crumbles it's such a good title (laughs) but will there be murder it's middle grade so maybe not huh it's middle grade so i don't (laughs) think so i think i think the crime is going to be less severe than that well hopefully there'll be cookie murder at least uh all right groundwood books has acquired world rights to the little green envelope by jillian c illustrated by claudia krangle This picture book homage to snail mail and celebration of our own unique journeys in life features a forgotten envelope finally rescued from a drawer when a girl reaches out to a friend who has moved away. Publication is planned for August 2023. Man, will snail mail even exist in 2023? Maybe. I mean, (laughs) listen, I'm seeing Gen Z kids uh, take photos with the wind-up disposable Kodak cameras, so maybe they'll bring snail mail back. (laughs) All right, next up, Sourcebook Jabberwocky Acquired at Auction, The Boo Crew Needs You, written by Vicky Fong, illustrated by Shersha Liu. In the interactive picture book, readers help a monster crew fix various problems that get in the way of Halloween night fun. Publication is set for fall 2023. Boo Crew is a great name. Um, I also hope that they're Asian monsters, but I know beggars can't be choosers. Regular Western monsters are okay, too. I mean, Halloween is a Western holiday, but it slowly made its way to Asian countries. I was really surprised that, like, Korea does Halloween stuff. Mostly for adults, not kids. (laughs) All right, next up, Coca-Cola acquired road rights to Girls on Wheels, written by Servidia Venkat and illustrated by Kate Wadsworth. Inspired by the skateboarding revolution in India, this picture book follows three friends from different walks of life who come together in their special place, the skate park, and support one another through the ups and downs of learning how to skateboard. Publication is scheduled for summer 2023. I mean, skate culture is pretty universal. Uh, I don't know if you remember watching the Summer Olympics and how everyone during the skate events were like having the time of their lives supporting each other. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know there was a skateboarding revolution in India. So that's a pretty cool fact. Yeah. Youth culture will find a way to to spread no matter what the adults try to do. 
All right. Next up, Random House Anne Schwartz Books acquired world rights to Indigo Hands, written by Sita Singe and illustrated by Naveen Selvanathan. In this picture book that celebrates culture, family, and tradition, an Indian girl accompanies her grandfather to his indigo studio and dyes cloth the color of the evening sky. Publication is planned for fall 2024. Yeah, another holiday picture book. And another uh, grandparent and grandchild <laughs> relationship. I love these. I feel like we get like one or two of these every month. And, you know, I think it's great that I don't think we're anywhere near done with the potential number of holiday grandparent picture books that is possible with everyone's cultures, right? Also, I like the fact that it's about uh, cloth dyeing because it is rooted in like, you know, it, it is a very like old art form. And indigo is, I think, like one of the trickiest colors to uh, actually produce. So I like I love the fact that this is also a picture book, too. So I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of vibrant colors. Um, yeah. Yeah. Excited. All right. Kids Can Press acquired A Bindi is a Dot by Suma Subramaniam. A celebration of the beauty and cultural significance of bindis that explores the different names for bindis, when and how they are worn, and how they are made. Kamala Nair will illustrate. Uh, publication is scheduled for spring 2024. I feel like a lot of these picture books where it's going to, you know, cultural specificity of traditions and heritage. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of um, backlash to, you know, critical race theory these days, but I feel like if these books are, you know, required reading for, you know, kids in elementary school, we'll probably get a lot of adults who, like, at least have a baseline knowledge of what what a bindi is, what a uh, what a handbook is, what a sari is, not things like that. So we get a lot less people, like, making the ignorant comments. We can only hope. <laughs> All right, our next book deal is Levine Quirito acquired Emmy Watanabe Cohen's middle grade fantasy novel, Gollum Crafters. In the story, Japanese Jewish siblings... Shiloh and Faye discover they are descended from a long line of golem crafters and spend the summer learning to sculpt golems in the tradition of Jewish folklore. Publication is planned for fall 2023. Um, that's interesting. Um, you know, I think it was recently that I learned that golems are a part of like Jewish heritage and folklore. Um, uh, and this is after, you know, decades of playing Dragon Quest where golems are a classic enemy in that game. Wow. And I... <laughs> You're judging me right now. <laughs> yeah, I am. That was a judgmental wow. <laughs> no, but I think it's interesting that the main characters are Japanese Jewish. And I wonder if the Japanese folklore will also play a role in you know, the golems that these kids craft. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, Feiwei and Friends has acquired Eugene Lee Yang's debut YA duology, The Unders, a twisted queer fantasy in which a group of teens band together to stop a war between the human and magical world. Publication of the first book is slated for spring 2024. Eugene Lee Yang is one of the Try Guys, and it's interesting to see uh, them go from filmmaking to writing. I wonder how that transition is going to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're used to seeing, you know, internet influencers write personal memoir books. So um, to see Eugene try his hands at like fiction is interesting. And yeah, I really love the fact that it is a queer fantasy Um and it just sounds like fun. It sounds like <laughs> queerness is normalized and there isn't trauma attached to it, which is, you know, really nice. We need stories where queer people can, you know, have magic, be chosen ones and have fun. So sounds like a fun book. Yeah. 
All right, next up, McEldery Books has acquired Nafisa Azad and Melody Simpson's Writing in Color, The Lessons We've Learned. Ooh, that title. Hmm. The YA anthology will feature essays from BIPOC children's authors reflecting on craft and the lessons they learned over the course of their literary careers. Contributors include Julie C. Dow, Joan He, Kosoka Jackson, Adiba Jagyardar, Darcy Little Badger, Yamile Mendez, Axi O, Laura Paul, Cindy Pond, Karuna Riazzi, Gail D. Villanueva, Julian Winters, and Kat Zhang, and many more. Publication is set for summer 2023. It's pretty amazing that we have so many authors represented in this list, and it's not even complete. And it's bound to be like a great source of inspiration for the next generation of writers, right? Yeah, I kind of hope that, like, when you go to diversity panels and people ask, a lot of the same questions. I wonder if they could just hand this book to them. Be like, read this. Stop asking the same questions oh, over and over again. If and only. it's also like nice because you, like the next generation of writers, like you said, will get um, advice and some kind of guideline. And it's nice that they have other mentors that they can look forward to. Yeah, um, I mean, on that same it's note. It's nice that they have other mentors that they can look towards. Yeah, and on that same note, um, it's great. If you have a young person in your life who wants to be a writer, it's the perfect gift um, to give to them, right? Yeah. I, no sugarcoating, it sounds <laughs> like, just from the title. Yeah. All right. Our last book deal, HarperCollins Quiltry Books bought at auction, Noodle and Bao, a middle-grade graphic novel by debut author-illustrator Shana Liu. An ode to Chinatowns everywhere, this book follows one girl's plan to save her community from gentrification when a hip new cafe threatens the livelihood of her favorite humble food cart. Publication is slated for fall 2024. Man, talk about coming full what circle. What did we say about gentrification? Yeah, we started this uh, We started this list with a book about fighting against gentrification, and we finished with another in the F gentrification genre of coming-of-age novels. I like the fact that the description says, an ode to Chinatowns everywhere. <laughs> and it's true. So many Chinatowns across America are being gentrified, and a lot of these local mom-and-pop shops are being kicked out. So I'm really glad that there are picture books and middle-grade books that are teaching kids Yes, fight the power. Gentrification <laughs> is bad. Yeah. Capitalism is bad. And on that note, those are the latest book deals. Uh, moving on to new stories, uh, we have two books that made the New York Times bestsellers list, which, you know, there will come a day when having Asians on the New York Times bestsellers isn't a significant piece of news, but... You know, we're not there yet, and it's still really amazing to see you know, Asian-American authors make the list with a variety of I mean, of our books, last right? mid-month episode had like four Asian authors <laughs> who had made it to the New York Times bestsellers list. And really, it doesn't matter if it becomes normalized. I'll still cheer them on. I'll still have <laughs> them on this podcast because yeah. I like bragging about our people's accomplishments, our people's quote-unquote. <laughs> um, so yeah, which books made it to the list this month? Uh, so we have Judy Lynn's A Magic Steeped in Poison, which became a number one New York Times bestseller in YA hardcovers. Wow, that is such a big deal. I think Judy Lynn is a debut author, too. So that is a wow. very big accomplishment. And the fantasy follows 17-year-old Zhang Ning, who is an apprentice of Shenong, the magical art of tea making. Once a skill she took pride in, Shanong only brings bad memories of the poison tea that killed her mother and now threatens her sister, Shu. 
When Ning hears of the kingdom's elite tea-making competition, she travels to the imperial city to compete in the hopes of saving her sister's life. I don't know if you've seen the cover of A Magic Steeped in Poison, but it is one of the most beautiful covers <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, fantasy novels. They are killing it. I love whenever someone takes like a traditional concept of, you know, like Asian culture and like infuses magic into it because magic tea making sounds pretty awesome. And the other book that made it to the um, New York Times bestsellers list is Grace Lee's Portrait of a Thief, which landed at number 15 um, for fiction hardcovers. Yeah, this book has popped up a lot in our past Books and Boba episodes. Uh, Portrait of a Thief also had like a screen adaptation deal. I think we went over it in the last mid-month episode. Uh, but it is a heist novel, and it follows Will, a Chinese-American history major at Harvard, and he is tapped by a mysterious Chinese benefactor for an illegal job offer, which is to steal back five priceless Chinese sculptures looted from Beijing centuries ago. Yes, we love uh, <laughs> reclaiming our... Um, our art, our treasures from colonialism. And if he and his crew succeed, they earn $50 million and a chance to make history. And the heist crew is, you know, it's all Asians and they seem pretty dope. Yeah, you have a con artist, a thief, a getaway driver, and a hacker. And, you know, have we ever read a heist book for our book club yet? We've read plenty of murder mysteries, but I don't know if we've read a heist yet, have we? I don't know. We've read a lot of books, Martin. <laughs> But I like the fact that the team, they're all like overachieving Chinese Americans. <laughs> so you have the pre-med student who has like steady hands for surgeries, but he's also good for lock picking. You have the engineering major who races cars in her free time. You have the MIT dropout who is like a Silicon Valley software engineer who's going to be hacking into the security system. It just, yeah, if you can build a heist team Collecting a group of Asian American overachievers is like the way to go. <laughs> Skill set wise, yes. Ego wise, we'll see. Maybe that's <laughs> where the uh, maybe that's where the conflict comes in from for this book. But yeah, excited to. Um, I'm actually yeah. I'm going to put this on my TBR list for sure. Um, and we should put a pin on this because I think you know one of these days we might even have this on as one of our book club picks. Maybe maybe for a Pam. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Wink, wink. <laughs> Yeah, and on that note, I guess that'll do it for the April 2022 edition of the Books and Boba Mid-Month Check-In. Um, as always, Rira, thank you so much for compiling all the book news. No problem. <laughs> um, all right, so Rira, uh, please remind us what we're reading for the month of April. All right, so we are reading A Taste for Love by Jennifer Yen, which is a fluffy YA baking and bachelorette competition <laughs> all in one. And it's out in paperback, so... Uh, it's a really cute cover, and I hope you guys enjoy it because we really need some fun, light content <laughs> after all of the stuff that we've been going through this pandemic. Yeah, so if you finish reading the book, uh, please leave some comments or questions on our Guru's forums. Uh, we definitely love to hear what you think about our books, and we always try to incorporate feedback from our listeners in our book club discussions. Um, so yeah, let us know. But on that note, thanks again for listening to Books and Boba, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Books and Boba. This podcast was hosted by Marvin Yue and Rira Yu and edited and produced by Marvin Yue. Follow the book club on Twitter and Instagram by going to at Books and Boba and engage with us on Goodreads on our Goodreads group. 
You can also check out past episodes of the podcast by going to booksandboba.com and by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget, you can support Books and Boba and Asian American authors by purchasing books at our bookshop.org account. Check out the link in our show notes and also at booksandboba.com. Books and Boba is a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about the collective and check out our fellow Potluck shows by visiting the website podcastpotluck.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, Ryan, what's black and white and red all over? I don't know, Ramen. Two nuns having a chainsaw fight? Dude, inappropriate. Come on, man. This is supposed to be a podcast promo for our secret underground podcast, Quarantine Comics. Oh, yes. Quarantine Comics, the weekly comic book club where I, ace reporter Ryan Joe, and I, mild-mannered Ramen Sutton, team up to discuss some of comics' greatest works. Or just some really cool comics that we've been wanting to read. From Alan Moore to Uzumaki. From Arrakis to Zendaya. From Adrian Tomine to Jin Yang. You might not have heard of half the stuff that we're reading. Or the other half is just pop culture superhero stuff. They could just read the books with us, right? Yes, they could do that, but you could also just send us money. No, Ryan, that's not how passion podcast projects work. Why in the hell are we even doing this? Uh, I'm sure we'll be back by next week's episode. <clears throat> so, tune in each week to Quarantine Comics. That's qtdcomics.com. Set phasers to fun.